Blog Talk Radio. Empowered Love with author, self-mastery coach, and relationship expert, Melanie Tanya Evans. Take back your power, heal your soul, and set yourself free. Free through Empowered Love. And now your host of Empowered Love, Melanie Tanya Evans. Hi everyone, I'm Mel and welcome to another Empowered Love Radio Show. And this week I have a Thriver, a Thriver show for you. And it's really quite an amazing show because this lady has completely rebuilt her life after a 22-year marriage to a narcissist. And her name is Angela and I'd love to introduce you to her. So hi Angela and thank you so much for coming on the show. Hi, Melanie. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. You are so welcome. So, Angela, let's get started off by you describing your narcissistic experience. Well, basically, I like you said, I was married to 22 years, um, and it was a pretty difficult marriage, most of it. I took about, once the, we separated, it took two years to finalize the divorce, and the divorce itself was extremely high conflict um you know and, and it, it, throughout our marriage um like i said it was difficult but i was well regarded in the community you know i was a good wife uh and then all of a sudden once that divorce hit i became um anything but good and he he used that time to pretty much destroy my reputation and any credibility that i had in the community um, and even before I knew about the divorce, he had already gone to our church, he'd gone to friends, he'd gone to community members, and, and basically, you know, kind of set the whole thing up that, that, that I was going to go crazy and that, um, he was the one when he filed the divorce and, um, you know, he even gave a list of reasons to our church as to why, um, he had to divorce me. And this was all prior to him even telling me that he was filing for the divorce. So, um, and ironically, a lot of people went along with it. I'm not sure why. That still baffles me to this day because I did not live like that. But um, the leaders in our church went along with it, and they kept quiet. I had a big major community event I was putting on, and they told him to not tell me until um, that event was finished. And ironically, the very next day, that's when he told me that he was uh, filing for divorce. So, you know, I, I knew our, my entire marriage that something was wrong, but I never could quite put my finger on it. I just knew he was very selfish and um, self-absorbed. I didn't listen to my friends and family prior to getting married. And then once I was married, I, I stayed out of obligation and responsibility for our three children. Yeah, yeah, which so many people did. I think that what you were saying before about it's really um, amazing how many people do go along and they do believe. But I've always believed that narcissists are very, very good at lying. And I think most adults, when they hear really crazy things come out of another adult person's mouth, that they think, well, that must be true. Otherwise, why would you be saying it? Right. And, and I've often heard that it's people always believe lies before they believe good things. 
they like to believe the bad things about people before they'll believe the good. So Yeah, I think you're probably pretty right there. I think they are. And I think we're also really brought up to believe that when an adult looks you in the eyes, that you tend to believe them. You don't ear to, oh, you could be making this up. Right, right, yeah. And he, and he had a good, you know, name in the community, so why would they think he would make it up? Yeah, yeah. So, Angela, how did you find out that he was narcissistic? Well, you know, after being married to him for 22 years, I, I never realized it. Uh, like I said, I knew something was different. But at one point, very early in our divorce, I was accused of being a, a parental alienation. And um, he, he actually wrote a letter to our pastor about this and, and accused me of that. And uh, I mistakenly, that letter ended up in my hands. And I really took it to heart because I prided myself on being a good mother and a good parent. And my children were enthralled in this high-conflict divorce where they were being used as pawns. And when that got brought up to me, I was, I was, you know, shocked that I could be contributing to their pain. So um, when I, I immediately went online and, and researched, you know, could I be alienating my children from their father? Could I be contributing to this relationship difficulty that they had with him? And... Um, Funny thing is, is, you know, while I'm researching parental alienation online, something pops up on the bottom of my, of my screen that starts talking about narcissism. And I, it kind of caught my eye, and I'm like, I wonder what that is. And so I went and I, I started doing some research on it, and it was like my whole life became explained right there. You know, the, the symptoms and, and, the, and the actions and everything that I had been married to and gone through up until that point, all became very crystal clear. I, I, you know, I knew then that the puzzle piece had been placed and um, that exactly, that is what I was up against. So, you know, unfortunately, I also started to read the terrifying um, results of divorcing a narcissist and uh, that, that scared the life out of me at that time. What, what I'd seen, you know, what I read and saw narcissists do to other people in the divorce process that that was pretty scary absolutely because it is very very point specific and those behaviors are very stock standard so before you started getting your breakthroughs Angela and getting out of the nightmare how were you as a result of the narcissistic experience oh my gosh I I was a mess I mean I you know, I spent 22 years of my life with somebody that now it was becoming, you know, pretty crystal clear that, um, that there wasn't love uh, like I wanted. And, and it had almost been a whole lie. And, um, you know, I, I stayed out of obligation. I stayed out of my faith. I stayed out of responsibility. I stayed for my children. And then all of a sudden, you know, everything got turned around and, um I was, you know, anxiety-ridden. I was depressed. Um, it's not that I missed him because our relationship had dissolved so badly by that point. It, it wasn't a. It wasn't that. It was that you'd built your life around a lie at that point. And then the, um, you know, you spend all that time with somebody, and then their mission becomes to destroy you. 
And that is really hard to take in that somebody that you thought once loved you would, would be so cruel at that point. It is devastating. That is. So what were you doing to try and hang in there and cope after the divorce started and he was trying to destroy you? Well, you know, as mothers, we, we have to be strong for our children. Um, so I stayed in church. I read a lot. I, you know, I was going to make sure this never happened again and um, that I was going to learn from this and, and make the best out of this. So I, I took that time to learn about myself and to grow and to heal and um, to find who I was because in that whole process, I had lost my own identity. I had felt like I was living in someone's shadow. So you know, I, I, I pretty much kept my eyes on my faith in God, and I said I'm going to be happy no matter what. But um, it was difficult. Every day was difficult. And, and I remember once even sitting in my garage after a day of um, intense legal battles and thinking, I can't do this anymore. I, you know, and I remember... You know, my children were at home, and I thought I could just sit here and leave that garage door shut, and it could be over. I could get through this pain. So I was doing my best to keep my head above water. I knew that that was not the right answer, um, but I was in a lot of pain, and um, I needed I needed a solution. I needed a way to stop the anxiety, the, the depression, and um, you know, a release, a, a way of like. Like letting go, basically. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what what did you do? What did you, what did you, you know, ha- what happened then? Well, I just I was gravitated to reading as much as I possibly could, and once I found out that he was a narcissist, there's so much online, you know, that you can read about, and I discovered your program. That was within about the first six months that the divorce had started to happen, and um, I bought it right away, and I, I didn't give it my full focus, I think mostly because I was still so enthralled in the intense emotion and trying to survive that I kind of only dabbled in it, um, but, you know, even the dabbling it was, was bringing me peace and um, healing Um, you know I I wish I could have I wish I would have given it more at the very beginning but I didn't realize that that's what I needed you were still working with him too weren't you you were still in the same office with him yeah at that point so no contact was difficult yes we had a business together and for the first year we were still working together and I was seeing him on a daily basis. Um, so no contact was, um, I had my own, my own rules about it and I had put boundaries down, but he, 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 he wasn't real respectful of those. So when there's an office door between you and him, um, you know, it, it was often violated and yeah, being able to keep that no contact when you're working and trying to manage a business, it was near to impossible. Mm. So were you getting so, help um, and, at and, that point? Were you getting help? Were you seeing a therapist? I was. I did. I was in some therapy, yes. Um, 
I had my kids in therapy and I was in therapy and I just, you know, I, I went on some blood pressure, I'm not blood pressure medicine. I went on some anxiety medicine because I was having panic attacks all the time. But mm-hmm. the therapist, I just, I mean, I, I, I like to talk about it, but it didn't feel like I was healing from it. it. It was just rehashing things. It was just bringing things back up to the surface. I didn't feel like I was healing in that regard. Um, you know, and, and I don't discredit therapists in any way, but it just wasn't what I needed to heal. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you started NARP about six months after the divorce or went yes. into, into the divorce proceedings? Yes. Okay, okay, so then what happened? Um, I, I, like I said, I didn't, um, I didn't do it as much as I should have. The pain was pretty intense during those, you know, even after I bought the program, it, it was bad, intense pain. Um, and the, the no contact wasn't happening. You know, I was still seeing him frequently. There was still battles of custody with my children. My children were constantly coming to me with issues with their father I, uh, you know, I, I was anxious and depressed, like I said, and on anxiety medicine and, um, the, the, the program that, uh, you offered though, you know, it did give me peace when I did it, but, and I remember you often saying that you, if you don't heal at all, um, and, and keep up with it that, you know, it would resurface and things would come back. And that's exactly what happened it to me. I would get an inner peace and um, the next day something would happen and um, it would it would nearly wash it all away. It was better, but I just didn't give it my focus, enough of my focus in the very beginning. Mm, so when did you make the shift? What happened? Because there came a point you really committed. Yes. It was probably about another year after I bought your program. I stayed in the program and, and dabbled in it and went back and forth and, you know, felt peace here and there. But after about a year into it, um, um, I just became exhausted. I just, I didn't want to be a victim anymore. And it's funny because so many people say I don't want to be a victim, but we still plant ourselves there. And I had still planted myself there. It was still good conversation. It was still seemed to be where I wanted to be. But it, it was tiring being a victim. And, you know, it was wearing on my health. And um, I, needed, I needed it to stop. I needed it for my own sanity, for the sake of my children. I needed it to stop. And at some point, I just said, I am done. I am done being the victim. I am done living this intense, um, dramatic life. And it is time to let go and move on. Because you were still right in the legal battles, weren't you? Yes, yes. Yeah, for at least two, for the first two years, we were basically, it was, uh, my business ended up going bankrupt from the whole thing. Um it, 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 which which ended up being a good thing because I did get out of the business. It, it forced me out of the business, and it did allow that no contact to start happening. And once that no contact started happening and I was able to separate myself from him, 
um, I was really able to step backwards and breathe. And then I was really able to see what I needed to do to heal. Because when you're enthralled in it, and, and you said it so many times, no contact is so, so important. Because when you get thrown back in it, it you know, it's just really hard to heal and uh, keep yourself out of it. So it really wasn't until my business went bankrupt um, and we were able to in, instill that no contact short of some emails and stuff with my, with my kids um, that I was really able to step back and, 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 and uh, heal mm. and realize what it was that I needed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's really difficult for people that are, you know, still living and still working with. It can be done and there are people that have done it. And what's so necessary there, even if you do have to still be around the narcissist, is to detach as much as you can and not hook in and not engage in the energetic plays. So yes, and I was not good at that. I was not good at that. I, I was, I was inter entertaining the energy, for sure. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it, how some people are much better than detaching than other people. I was yeah. never good at that either. For me, I was always a real all-or-nothing person, no contact. It's been like that for all of my addictions. It's like none, nothing. Right, right. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So when you committed more to your healings, what happened? Once I decided I was done being a victim and the no contact really hit, um, I just committed myself to those healings. And, and you know, initially I only went through a, a couple of them, um, but then I just, you know, one by one, I uh, started to, to do all the shifts and the peace that you get. Afterwards, when you go through the entire shift and, and you're, you're rank, you know, you're rating your, your uh, levels and, and you get to the end. And it's, it's such a beautiful thing to feel that peace when especially you feel the anxiety in the very beginning as you're ranking, you know, you're feeling. And then you get to the end and you realize just how much work and, and just how much you accomplished and the peace that fills you. Um, it's 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 overwhelming. It's it's really an amazing thing that um, if 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 you haven't felt the peace, it's almost undescribable of how beautiful it is. Mm, so how did that translate with how you were going with him and what was happening with him? I stopped feeding him. I stopped getting emotionally charged. Um, everything became a business transaction at that point instead of, uh, you know, he would say something and then I would retaliate and we would go back and forth. Um, you know, I'd had so many legal battles. I'd been brought to court for libel and, and uh, I mean, I was very cautious anyways with whatever I said. And, and at that point it was we have no communication except via written words so I can prove everything. Um, but as those healings worked inside of me, I realized what I was doing. I realized that I was feeding him and, 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 you know, adding that energy and I just, I stopped fueling him. I just, I stopped fighting everything. Um, I, I had a great piece about me and I just let the healings work and I, I really, I, I 100% believe that it is 
that energy that was released from me that, um, you know, was able to give me the freedom that, that we eventually got to. Yeah, and I want to talk about that because that's quite an incredible experience that actually happened with the divorce. So I really want to talk about that and you, like, take people through it blow, blow, blow. What happened during the divorce? Um, the Because we were working together, we had to divide a business. So uh, that in itself, the the cops were called. I was physically removed from the business that I co-owned. Legal suits started started coming in after we physically divided the business. And, um, you know, uh, like I said, I was sued for libel. I was sued for he didn't get as much as he thought he should have in the business division. We were in arbitration hearings. I mean, I spent at least $50,000 in lawyer fees I'm trying to defend myself. I never brought him to court. I just spent this money trying to defend myself away from it. And, uh, you know, that was the business side of it that was happening. And then at the same time, you know, we have our children in custody battles. And um, then the business went bankrupt. And it's... You you, you look back at these kind of things and you... I try not to even remember them or reminisce about them because uh, sometimes they're so unbelievable. You're just like, wow, did that really happen? But once I reached that point where where I had let go, um, that what looked like was going to be more, that we, we had a trial scheduled and we were told that it was going to be at least another year before we would be divorced. And this was already two years into it. And, uh, you know, it was right before that period that I had come to the point where I I could take no more. And and then I started to really commit myself to the healing. And we were two weeks into uh, putting all the trial stuff together and back and forth with lawyers and getting everything, documents ready. And um, I was... I was actually resounded to the fact that it was going to be another year. Uh, you know, I, I'd come to peace with it. Everything didn't seem quite as bad anymore after I, after I did the work. And out of clear blue, um, uh, all of a sudden, uh, he became a reasonable person who decided he wanted to settle out of court. And um, within two weeks, we were completely divorced. Every lawsuit was dropped. Um, with, with, you know, signatures that said that no more would be brought up, you know, based on the past history. And uh, custody was um, settled. All the finances were settled, everything. Within two weeks, it was like a miracle. Mm. And I've seen that happen so many times. That when we let go, when we accept, when we come to peace, when there's no more pain inside us, that's attracting all of the outside stuff, it just stops. I had the same experience years ago. I thought that the man was a terminator. He was never going to stop. And when I finally up-leveled and let go and hit peace and felt whole, it just completely... It was like somebody turned off a tap. 
Yes, I, I agree 100. percent And and it it not only it's I don't recall when I heard you say this, but at one point I remember you saying that you don't run into your ex anywhere. And it, and it is so true. Like the people that, you know, once the healing was done, the people that I had attracted before, I don't run into them. Uh, you know, the people that hurt me and betrayed me and believed things and, and, you know, even my ex. We live in the same community, but I never run into him in the grocery store. <laughs> You know, it's like our energies are just totally separate. We did, and it's wonderful. I love it. I just love it. It's so true. It's like you're living in two separate universes. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. And how gorgeous that you had that breakthrough. Amazing. Okay, so what did you discover, Angela, about your inner program? Because this is a whole journey. This is about the untangling and the healing of, you know, why, why we'd co-generated abuse, why we'd attracted and sustained narcissists. What did you discover about your previous life that had contributed to this? Well, I, I, you know, grew up in a, in a two-parent family, but my mother was very, very protective and very controlling. And um, it was a difficult relationship at best. Um, she took her life when I was 28, and, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to blame my mother for anything like that, but I was used to con- being controlled. Um, and so when I got married, I was 20 years old and, um, I was a pleaser. I, I wanted desperately just to be loved. Uh, and, um, I gave all of me and that was exactly what he wanted. That was exactly what he, you know, I was a perfect target I just started off weak and eager to please, and I wanted to be the perfect wife, and I had no boundaries. I had no idea who I really was. I just wanted to be a wife and be loved. And, um, you know, I I fed his ego. I believed. I married him knowing in many ways what I was getting into, but that didn't stop me. But um, I married him to change him and to turn him, and I believed I had that power. And, uh, you know, I believed in him. I, I saw goodness and uh, yeah. greatness in him, and, and that's what he wanted. He, that's what he fed off of was me believing in him like that. Absolutely. So what has happened for you personally since doing the inner work in your life? I'm just a different person. I mean... I'm just, I'm stronger. Um, I, um, I feel whole now. I don't feel like I'm living in somebody's shadow. I don't, um, yeah, I was in a relationship as a victim, um, with somebody that I, you know, people would say you deserve so much better. Why? And, uh, you know, I, I played that martyr role really well. Um, and I just gave up myself. I, I, I left my nursing career to, to go into business with him because that's what he wanted to do. I didn't value myself enough. I, I stood up for myself a lot, but I didn't stand behind it. Um, and I've just, since then, I've gone through a total rediscovery and a, a transformation of, of who I am. Um, and I'm still the same person in a lot of ways, but I'm not at the same time. I'm, I'm better and stronger. My foundation is rock solid now. I'm, I'm not a victim. 
Um, I will not, you know, I will never put myself in those shoes again. And I just, I feel like I'm a survivor and, and, um, and that's, I want, I want people to learn, especially women, that uh, we don't have to be in this role. We don't have to be in this victim role. We don't have to, um, you know, we can uh, survive and then thrive and, and come out of it. So, yeah, I spent a marriage. I, I was positive. I was going to be married to him in, in miserable um, for the protection of my children, and that was just the way it was. Um, so to be out of that place is almost, surreal that you that you've come that far and that you can have happiness now and uh nothing feels so bad after you go through uh um being with a narc like that and going through a a divorce like that The, the, the things life is in a very good perspective now because of it Mm, that's beautiful so what's happening with joint parenting and things now there's not a lot of communication between us. Um, if there is, it's, it's done email um, business. And uh, my oldest daughters, they're both um, 21 and uh, 19. They don't have a relationship with their father. Um, and my my youngest son is 13. There is, uh, you know, custody. He goes there uh, about eight days a month. He goes there, and it's 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 a still a problem. They, they have trouble getting along. Um, so that, that brings things um, to the table, you know, trying to, to uh, keep my son going through all of this. But um, as far as between him and I, there's absolutely almost no energy exchange. I mean, if I have to tell him that my son has a dentist appointment, it's you know, he has a dentist appointment and there's no fueling. There's nothing more than this is a business trend. And I don't mean to make it sound like my children, you know, my, my business, my children are my business, but it's just a, you have to almost treat it like that and detach yourself from the emotion of it. And, um, this is just a business situation, um, that I have to deal with, with him. Mm. So I, I don't feel it. I don't allow the fueling. And even if it comes, even if he tries, I just, um, you know, will will politely answer back and let and let it go. Gorgeous, and doesn't it make a massive difference? Oh my gosh, yes, yes, absolutely. It makes a massive difference for everybody because when mom gets upset and we're trying to protect our young, you know, our young ones, um, you know, it's it's very it's very hard because. Yeah, I'm very close to my children. They know when something's wrong with mom. So you have to try to put on that strong front. So just not entering into that energy makes so much, that it's so much better for everybody. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I don't have to go through that drama and then my kids don't have to feel that drama and it's just peaceful. That's right. And you're not feeding the narcissist game. Exactly. Beautiful. So the real like the, the real life things that have happened in your life now, because I know now your life is completely different, different home, different career, different relationship, everything. So what's changed and in what ways and how long did it take? Um, I mean everything changed. I we within a first couple months we had uh, had to we sold our family home and and I was in a new home. Uh, I my career changed when my business went bankrupt. Um, I lost 
nearly everything in all the legal battles and, and my business bankruptcy caused me to go into personal bankruptcy. Um, I, in, in the meantime, though, in, in, in losing all of the financial um, pieces, and as just, I was... Angela, if I can pop in here, what age were you when all of this happened to you? Because I really want to inspire people out there. I was 42. Yeah, 42 yeah. when this all started, yeah. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, good. Keep going. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I, I had been in a career that was kind of oriented around him and what he wanted us to do in our business. So now I'm, I'm, uh, I have to pay the bills, so I'm still somewhat in that. But at the same time, I've, I'm getting back into my love and my passion and uh, starting a business as a wellness and a success coach so that I am not, I'm living for me. Um, wow, I think you're pretty qualified for that. <laughs> Thank you. I still have a lot to learn, but uh, you know, I mean, I think the best thing we can do from our pain is to help others figure their way out of it. That's mm-hmm. like the best thing that we can give back, just as you've done. I mean, you've done a beautiful thing mm-hmm. with your Thank pain. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Absolutely, it's the best thing to do. It's amazing. It's not just for us; it's for others as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. It's all changed. So tell us a little bit more about that, about what that feels like, how it's all changed. And also to tell us about this new relationship that you have. Well, you know, it just feels, I can't say it enough, the peace that comes with the healing, um, the, the, the lack of attraction that you end with, uh, you know, if you, I feel like if you don't, heal this, as you've said, you just reattract um, this kind of stuff into your life. And I don't, you know, there's not one person in my life where I feel that uh, difficultness anymore. And that is, is in itself so peaceful. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I have a new house, a new career, and I did, I, I met somebody a little early um, in, it was actually, I, I had started your healings. And um, was, was at, at that time, I was kind of dabbling in it, and I met somebody, and I just thought, oh, this is the worst timing. You know, I can't be in another relationship while I'm trying to deal with this. And, and he ended up being a godsend. I mean, he is such a blessing, and he um, went through some pretty bad, dark times, and um, now we're going to be married. Um, in the next year or so, we're planning on getting married, and he is um, he's amazing. He's just so much different than what I was used to. And um, to be, you don't realize how badly you're being treated or what you're missing out on until you experience the real thing. And then you sit back and go, oh, my gosh, how did I ever do that why did i ever tolerate what i did when you have the real thing and you you know you experience real unconditional love so um i mean i pinch myself frequently that i'm actually with a man who is mature and who's not so self-absorbed and uh you know loves me at, at, at my best and at my worst and um that is it's it's peaceful and wonderful and um I just, I, I really hope other women can get there and find out the, the true definition of love because 
being with a narc is is not. It's not. It's it's horrible. Oh, it's so gorgeous, isn't it? And I remember Jessica's Thriver show was sort of similar, you know, like we, we do know in personal and self-development the most important thing is that, you know, we become whole so that we can attract a whole relationship. But you know what? Sometimes there's these beautiful miracle stories of these gorgeous men that come along at the worst, darkest moments. <laughs> and I think what's really beautiful is that, like yourself and like Jessica, it's not that you were looking for somebody to rescue you. You'd started the journey of wanting to heal yourself and these you know, beautiful angels popped up in your life. But it's not like you were running around saying, oh my God, I've got to get a man to rescue me. You know, you, no. weren't, you weren't doing that. No, no, I, I wasn't. I, I just, I, uh, I was not looking for it at all. It just happened. Um, but to think of going through it afterwards without him and, and his patience and, and, and too. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I needed, I really think I needed him and, and, and you know, I could have done it myself. I know that. But I, I needed him to be hope because, um, you know, after you spend 22 years, you're a little jaded with what you think men are. And I didn't want to, I was, you know, I was like, I'm okay if I never get ever, you know, see a man again. So when he came along and showed me true love, Aww. I was like, wow, that's, that's, this is awesome. This is great. This is what I've been missing out on. <laughs> oh, how gorgeous. And just imagine if you hadn't, if all this change hadn't happened, imagine if you'd have stayed and done that, you know, horrible life. For the rest of your life, yeah, I can't I, I, imagine. No, I can't even imagine it. No, mm. it was a blessing. It was all a blessing. Painful, but it was all a blessing. And and I'm a whole person now. And and I have you to thank for that because you you know you you're teaching people um, that you have to do this inner work to heal yourself, and it it makes perfect sense to me. So thank you. Oh, you're so welcome, and Angela, you did the work. Information's nothing unless we actually take it on and embody it. Well, I'm glad you were out there to find it for me. Oh, you're so welcome. <laughs> so just before you go, Angela, what would you like to share with others to help inspire them? I just I want other women to know that you're not alone, that when you're sitting there and um, in, in the pits of your mind that you think that this, is the end or that you think you can't take another breath that uh you know if if and plenty plenty of people do take that step but you know i don't want another woman to sit in her car and think wow if i if i just sat here and for another hour it would be over the pain would end you're not alone there there are people out there that want to help you and want to dig you out of this and um, I just want other women to feel that peace and not be in an abusive situation where they love themselves enough to get out of it and um, do the work to make sure they never end up in another one. And, um, you know, I don't want people, women to be victims. Don't stay a victim. Break free. Do the work to get past it. Get rid of the pain. You can really find who you are. You can heal you can look back and understand why you had to go through it. And um, when you heal yourself, you also heal your children. Uh, you know, they don't, they, 
mine have their own work to do, but in so many ways, me healing and becoming a, a, a better person and a stronger woman has done amazing things for their life also. So you won't ever regret treating yourself right and doing that inner work. Oh, hear, hear to all of that and hear, hear to that for our children so that we can stop these patterns happening. Yes. And we can, yeah, it's just, it's more than vital. It's everything. Yes. Well, Angela, thank you. It's just been an absolute pleasure and a joy to have you on the show. And I know that your story is going to inspire a lot of people for a lot of different reasons. Custody, um, court battle reasons, long-term marriage reasons, losing everything reasons. It's, it's just a really huge story, so I can't thank you enough. Thank you so much for letting me share. And, and even if one person you know, keeps her head above water because I was able to share my story, then, then it, was, it was worth it. Absolutely. So thank you, Angela, and bye-bye. All right, thanks, Melanie. Bye-bye. So, everybody, I hope that you really, really enjoyed Angela's story. It's such an important story. And please know that this story will be going up on the blog and you'll be able to see it there. And also, too, if you are wanting to know more about the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Program that Angela did in order to heal her life, you can see that at MelanieToniaEvans.com forward slash NARP, which is N-A-R-P. And you will also see the details on the blog article that will be coming out with this uh, today. So that's it from me, everybody, and lots of love. And I'll be talking to you next week. Okay, bye-bye.